0: Welcome to Pure Fire Creatives, and I am happy to welcome Marjorie Atwood here today. Uh, I'm going to tell you a little bit about Marjorie, and then we'll get into the interview. Uh, Marjorie Atwood is a contemporary artist who has been painting and exhibiting her work for the past 20 years. After graduating from Holland Hall High in Tulsa, she moved to New York and earned a bachelor's degree from Sarah Lawrence College, while also studying at Parsons School of Design. She has had several solo shows across the United States. And welcome to the show, Marjorie. Well, thank you, Raquel. (laughs) My distinct pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) So can you tell us a little bit about um, how you got to where you are, like how you started and how you got to where you are now?
1: So I worked for a company... That was a public relations and editorial marketing firm. And one of the things that they did was work with corporations that were uh, involved in cultural funding. And so, the, like one of the accounts was Manufacturers Hanover funding of the Van Gogh exhibition at the Metropolitan Museum. Ooh, uh-huh. So it was great because I got to uh, interface with people at the Met as well as art critics and writers, and then also the people that were um, at the bank uh, interested in doing, you know, this kind of cultural funding and support. And so, and then we also did uh, editorial marketing tours for authors. Um, So I, you know, that was kind of a great way to get another aspect and angle of the art world. I'd also worked for a gallery when SoHo was still SoHo. There used to be all this kind of, and I guess there still is probably all this creative energy, but it seems like all the creativity's gone. It's like you can't, you know, it's all about money. And then when I came back to Tulsa, and I'd lived in different places, um, I was doing editorial marketing for a PR firm, and it was so inexpensive to live here. I was like, I can probably support myself painting. So I started doing interior decorative painting and working with um, both in commercial applications as well as residential environments. And then that got me to where I was painting all the time and i learning a lot of different techniques and about a lot of different media. And, um, and then kind of the painting part took over and not so much in houses or businesses anymore.
0: So, um, What, uh, but where is your studio now?
1: I am in a historic part of uh, Tulsa, but it's near downtown. Um, Some people consider it to have been part of Route 66. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the people that are on 11th Street would disagree with me. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, Let's see, it's, it's unfortunately it's real small because a lot of the original structures were demolished for freeways and things like that. But it's just this really great historic area known as Kendall Whittier. Um, I was one of the first artists to move in to this area. And it was really funny because my next door neighbor was my downstairs neighbor when I had a studio In downtown Tulsa. Ah. So I was like, yeah, I'm just stalking you guys. So, but now it's really cool. We've got next door to me is, is a, just a photography studio. I think they called it 2008. And um, so it's it's a collection of a group of photographers and it's a huge studio space. And then on the other side of me is Fire Thief Productions and they're a video production company and also the Cherokee Nation has their office there oh. and fire thief production does all of the video work for the cherokee nation um and oh. so like they produce a soyo which is a, a show on the cherokee people and it's it's one they've won emmys for it i mean it's just really cool and then there's like an event planning space and then now there's like a bridal place so mm-hmm. nice. yeah
0: it's it's really cool. So you, so you were the anchor.
1: Is That's the way it always is. You know, artists move into areas that are kind of derelict and mm-hmm. because that's what they can afford. And the, they, they also did, see the beauty, I think, in the character. Yeah, I is. think
0: it's the potential. I think they see the potential. And also I think the history a lot of mm-hmm. the times, because a lot of the times it's these big old spaces and, yeah. You know, and, I, and so I do. I do think it's like history and potential, um, you know, a little bit of nostalgia. Did I read right that you used to be in a former brothel? Like your yes. studio.
1: <laughs> so when I had my studio where the guys that are next door to me were downstairs, I had the entire upstairs. I mean, it was like, oh, gosh, it was easily 2,000 square feet. It was oh, this wow. huge. And it used to be you would come up the stairs, I mean, these creaky, narrow wooden stairs, and then there would be a long hallway with a bathroom at the end, and then it was a row of bedrooms. And each mm-hmm. bedroom had different wallpaper in it. But, um, you know, and you'd look at the door. It was a themed brothel. <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? You want to go to the cowboy room, (laughs) right? right. The oil baron room, right? (laughs) But on the doors, like written in pencil, you'd have the uh, number for the bail bondsman and stuff, or or a tailor. It was really fascinating, Mm -hmm. and it was when you didn't you. The phone numbers were real different. I mean, it was like just four numbers, Mm -hmm. so.
0: Yeah. Like it was like,
1: was it with the time where they would like start with a letter?
0: Uh Do you know
1: what I mean? Yeah. Uh Yeah. Um. So it was, I mean, talk about a lot of history and the landlord was great. So we knocked down all the walls Mm -hmm. that separated the bedrooms, but we left all the wallpaper up. So you had these swaths of different uh wallpaper going down the length of the building. And then I took the doors from the rooms, and kind of created little studio spaces for my twins. So they could each have a place where they could go in and shut the door. of course one painted it black (laughs) and the other one had glitter everywhere. (laughs) And they both paint as well, right? Well, they are both uh, students at the Kansas City Art Institute. Uh, One's majoring in painting and one is majoring in film.
0: Fabulous. Um, Let me see what I want to, oh, what is the best advice that you have ever gotten
1: um to not wait for inspiration to just that it's about developing that practice of just work and just to get up and do it
0: how did you come to that like i like do you do you practice that like just go do you have a regular schedule
1: well, I don't know how regular it is. It's regular in that I'm here like seven days a week, mm-hmm. um, but the hours can be a little wonky depending upon mm-hmm. what's going on or who needs what done at home and stuff. But mm-hmm. I really try to do that, and I think that may have been one of the reasons I started working in ceramics too. Is because I would get so frustrated with my painting, and so it's like okay, but we've got to you know you got to keep going. So, Mm -hmm. you know, what are you going to do? How are you going to do this? Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay. And what I found that I'm doing is I am taking the same, same concepts that have been in my paintings and that Mm -hmm. same kind of storytelling and narrative and just making it 3d. -hmm.
0: Yeah. They're beautiful. They're really beautiful. Thanks. Yeah. Um, Let's introduce everybody. What's your dog's name? Boo. <laughs> <laughs> he wants his attention too. <laughs>
1: yeah, good thing um, he's so cute.
0: <laughs> he is, he's adorable. Let me ask, what are three things that you think that creatives can do today to increase their visibility?
1: It's all about relationships. It's in understanding that you're going to find opportunities every place you look if you have that. Attitude and approach. So I think it's about um, making connections um, Friendship it's It's really interesting when I went through the artist Inc program One of the big things is there are so many talented people out there You really need to be a good egg it, you'd really need to play well with others because people have a choice of who they want to work with and if you are demanding, difficult, unpleasant, bitter, whatever, it's people are going to want to work with somebody that is going to make their life better. So I think, and I think that 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 will wind up increasing your visibility because like this is, Mm -hmm. you know, we met at Orquivo, we got Mm -hmm. along, we liked each other, we traveled a little bit, you know, so then it's, you now you're doing a podcast so that's increasing my visibility
0: yep I do and I do think I think it's. uh I was talking to somebody the other day and it's like you know there there will be these doors you know mm-hmm. and uh and that you know there are tons of them and you know and as long as you're out there and you can see them like you'll you'll only see one door if you just sit in the room yeah but if, but if you get in the hallway you know you will see all these different type of opportunities. And and I do think, uh, you know, um, reaching out to people, like one of my greatest pleasures are these podcasts. Like I love being able to like connect with people. Like, you know, I'm like, a, I'm a, a, a Zoom convert, you know? Yeah, right. <laughs> it like, it's like, this is fantastic. You know, like you would have thought I didn't know computers existed. Um, <laughs> but... I do think, I do think the whole networking thing is, is, is really a, a powerful tool. And, and, you know, I used to do recruiting in a law firm and, and there's so much that I think makes people successful. in I'll say a corporate world that translates to an artistic mm-hmm. world. And, and for whatever reason, there's sometimes a little bit of pushback on, um, I don't know whether you want to call it like being like a sellout or Um, you know well I don't want to be corporate but it's like you don't have to be corporate to use some of the tools that exist in the corporate world uh, it's like uh, I read something at one point that uh, people who drink with their colleagues and especially their superiors like go to bars Mm -hmm. get paid 17% more than those who don't who knew (laughs) you get paid for drinking Mm -hmm. that's awesome (laughs) but I think it's because it's like, oh, you like them. Do you know what I mean? And so people go, it's like, oh, you're my bud. Okay, you know, and so, and so I don't think it actually has to do necessarily with the drinking, although that's a nice bonus,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but I think it has to do with the camaraderie. Sure. Well, but I mean, I look at Eleanor, you know, Mm -hmm. who's back at Orquivo, and now Mm -hmm. she, through a woman that she met at Orquivo, she's getting this show in Mm -hmm. Australia. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's
0: awesome. Yeah, yeah, it's, and like you think about Toby, same thing. You mm-hmm. know, it, it is impressive to see like like how um, the the network just sort of comes alive, really. Yeah. And and people and people want to see you succeed. I think. Yeah, you know, I think bottom line, it's like people want to see people succeed. Who's your favorite contemporary female artist and why?
1: I like this artist Haley Hassler who does these um, they're figurative and very real I mean just beautifully done but again if she creates a narrative she creates uh, stories and there's kind of this mystical quality to it Um, she did a painting I saw it in um when I was in where was it it was in Charlotte and I guess she had it was one that she had done while she was getting a divorce and it was like where she was on you know this little piece of wood floating mm-hmm. in an ocean <laughs> you know and um it was just like, mm-hmm, yeah, I could see how that would feel like that. Um, I'm going to have to look her
0: up. I, I like, this is what one of my favorite questions because I feel like there's so many people that I don't know of mm-hmm. that, uh, that uh, it's like it expands like where I should be looking. It helps mm-hmm. me focus, you know, like, oh, did you see this? What about that? Is there anything that I haven't asked you that I should have asked you?
1: Hmm. I don't know. I can't
0: think of anything. Can you tell us uh where we can find you? We know that you're in Tulsa, but like uh also like the, the whole social media
1: presence. So I'm on Instagram and it's just Marjorie Atwood on Instagram. I'll try to keep it simple. Um, and then I'm also on Facebook. So I have uh Marjorie Atwood. I think fine art on Facebook. So I have like an art page, but then I also have a profile on, on Facebook that sometimes I use for just more social stuff, not work related, Mm -hmm. but I find I almost don't get on Facebook. It just, it, it, it's just too easy to go down the rabbit hole. I mean, it is on Instagram too, but right. Yeah. Yeah. I tend to do, there's certain things I'll do on Facebook, but
0: others like a, a lot of my posts will be from Instagram, like linked to the mm-hmm. Facebook because then, and so I have, to, I, I have to, I'm, I try to be, I try to be strategic when I go. to Facebook. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> so, the way I do it too. Uh, you know, occasionally I run into like, oh, a funny cat video or something. and <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: We lost her. That's right. That's right. i are be like, what? It's three o'clock? How'd that happen? Yeah. Um, and then I also have a website. Yes. And what's that? Um, www.margeryatwood.com. Excellent.
0: All right. Well, that is all I have today. Goodness, that was painless. <laughs> I, you know, I try. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for taking the time to talk today.
1: Thank you, Raquel. My pleasure.